the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Here Paul says, don't lie to one another. And the reason you shouldn't lie anymore is because you have put off the old man, the old man of sin. He was a liar. And we put off that old man when we repented of our sins and put our trust in Jesus Christ for salvation, and we were born again. If you are a Christian, you have put on the new man. You aren't the same person. God is transforming you to be like his son. Today, Pastor Dan advises us not to lie to one another. We change when we put our trust in Christ. We once were liars, but now we have been born again. Our identities are in Christ. We can put off the old things that defined us and step into the future with confidence in who we are. Build your foundation on the truth and embrace who God says you are. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 20 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Lying, deceiving one another, being deceptive with your words, being deceptive in how you present the facts. Look down at verse 16. You shall not go about as a talebearer among your people, or shall you take a stand against the life of your neighbor? I am the Lord. So here he says, you shall not go about as a talebearer. Elsewhere, it says in Proverbs 11, a talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is a faithful spirit conceals a matter. So you're not to be a talebearer, telling tales about other people. Another word for a talebearer is a gossip. Don't gossip. Gossip violates the ninth commandment. Talking about others is gossip. And here's the thing you know this people love gossip. We love to hear a juicy story. All the details. Don't leave anything out. I'll put on some coffee. Have a seat. Make yourself comfortable. Start with the beginning. I want to hear everything. In our household, we call that the girl version instead of the boy version. Give me the girl version of the story, (laughs) not the boy version. This is in Proverbs 18. The words of a talebearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the inmost body. Man, they're just like tasty morsels. We're not to gossip. And please hear what I'm about to say. What you're sharing about a person, it may be true. And it may be factual and still be gossip and still violate the ninth commandment. Sometimes you hear people say things like, well, I'm just reporting the truth. 
or I'm just telling what really happened, well, it can still be gossip, and it can still violate the ninth commandment. When it comes to talking about others, here are some questions we should ask before we speak. Is this information necessary to share? Is it necessary to share? Again, it may be true what you're sharing, it may be factual what you're sharing, but is it necessary to share it? Do I need to share this or do I want to share this? Do I need to hear this information or do I want to hear this information? Is it helpful to the person I am speaking of or helpful to the person I'm speaking to? Is it helpful for me to share this information? Is it edifying? Is it edifying? Would the person I'm talking about be happy to know I'm sharing this information about them with others? That's a good question to ask. Would I change what I am saying if the person I am speaking about were here in my presence as I'm saying it? It's wrong to gossip, and it's wrong to listen to gossip. And if someone tries to share gossip with you, just stop them. And say, do I need to hear this? Is this something you would share if that person were here? Or how about this? Why don't we pray before you share with me what you're about to share? And then after we pray, you decide if you still want to share it. That's a good one. You see, the ninth commandment is about loving your neighbor and protecting their reputation. Again, even if the information is true, they really did that. But does it protect their reputation? Another way we can break the ninth commandment is through flattery. Flattery is excessive praise or insincere complimenting of someone. Gossip is what you say about someone behind their back but would not say to their face. Flattery is what you say to their face but you wouldn't say about them behind their back. Flattery is bearing false witness, exaggerating exaggerating violates the ninth commandment. Saying things about yourself that aren't completely true in order to impress others or to get attention or stretching the truth violates the ninth commandment. You know, there's a story in Acts chapter 5. In Acts chapter 5, we're told that there were some in the church there in Jerusalem that decided to sell their property and they give all of the profits from that, all the money they made off the sale of the property to the church for the ministry. They weren't told to do this. They were just compelled by the Holy Spirit to sell their property and give the money to the church. Well, there in Acts chapter 5, there is a husband and wife named Ananias and Sapphira. They sold their property and then they kept back some of the money for themselves, which they were free to do. But when they gave the money to the church, they said that they gave all of the money that they made off of the sale of their property, and they lied. They exaggerated, saying we were giving everything that we made. And they exaggerated to make themselves look more spiritual or or more generous. And in Acts chapter 5, the Holy Spirit revealed to the apostle Peter that they were lying. Maybe through a word of knowledge, God revealed to Peter that they were lying about this. And Peter said to the husband, Ananias, why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. You're lying to God just to impress people. And then God struck down both Ananias and Sapphira for lying. Just dropped them right there. Boom. 
And then it says, and great fear came upon all the church. I'm sure that it did. I mean, imagine if God just struck down a prominent couple in our church in the middle of a service. Let's hope that doesn't happen, but let's say that it does, right? That would really strike fear in everyone. God doesn't want us exaggerating the truth. He wants us to represent the truth accurately. Truth is important to God. Truth is important to God. Hypocrisy is also another way we can violate this commandment. Claiming to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, but then living in a way that is contrary to what the Bible says. That's hypocrisy. You're bearing false witness about yourself and about God if you claim to to be a Christian and to serve God and to follow God, but your life doesn't line up with what God says a Christian should be. That's just a few examples And I'm going to give you some more a little bit later. But I want you to turn now to John chapter 8. And I want you to see here in John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus tells us where lies come from. Jesus said, You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. Speaking of the devil, when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. The devil is the father of all lies. All lies come from the devil. He's the source of all lies. Again, there's so much lying going on right now, so much deception, so much falsehood right now in our culture, so much misinformation. You don't know what to believe, what's true, what's right. It's all insane. Well, understand that Satan is behind all of that, that it's all spiritual in nature. He's the father of all lies. He's the one who is trying to distort truth. And so their origin is from the devil. Even small lies we might tell, or the idea of just bending the truth a little bit, that comes from the devil. He's the author of lies. He's the author of the first lie in the Bible. Go with me back to Genesis chapter 3, all the way back in the garden with Adam and Eve. And here, the devil or Satan is described as a serpent. It says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, to Eve, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? The first thing that the devil does here is he tries to cast doubt on God's word. Did God really say that? And then verse 2, And the woman said to the serpent, You may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Again, we see the devil's tactic here is to contradict what the word of God says. And that is still what the devil is doing in our world and in our culture. Just contradicting God's word, convincing people that God's word is wrong, that God's word can't be trusted. He goes on in verse 5, For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. What does the devil say? God is withholding from you. God is withholding from you. And this is still the lie of the devil. 
God is just trying to withhold from you. God is just trying to uh, make you unhappy. God is just keeping from you that which will open your eyes, that which will enlighten you. He says, you'll be like God. You'll know good and evil. After Adam and Eve ate of the tree, they weren't like God. They just came to know good and evil. That's it. They just gained a knowledge of evil. They didn't become like God at all. Any time that we lie, even the smallest lie or the smallest little twist in the details, we are listening to the devil and we're not listening to the Lord. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 3, verse 9. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Here Paul says, don't lie to one another. And the reason you shouldn't lie anymore is because you have put off the old man, the old man of sin. He was a liar. And we put off that old man when we repented of our sins and put our trust in Jesus Christ for salvation. And we were born again. And when we were born again, the Bible says any person that's in Christ becomes a new creation. Former things pass away and everything is made new. The former things that pass away include lying. We don't lie anymore. That's not who we are anymore. Romans 6 says the old man was crucified with Christ. The old man is dead. And so now we walk in this newness of life. We don't lie to one another. Now turn over to Ephesians chapter 4. Look at verse 15. But speaking the truth in love. We speak the truth to people in love. This is the new man. The old man lied. The new man speaks the truth in love. Look down at verse 25. Therefore, putting away lying. Put it away. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Remember, Jesus answered the question, who is my neighbor? Everyone's your neighbor. And we are to speak truth with our neighbor. This is a commandment here. We are commanded to speak truth to our neighbor. And I think this is a very important command for us for the days that we're living in. Speak truth to your neighbor. Currently, the culture is pressuring us to speak lies to our neighbor, to speak lies to our neighbor regarding gender and regarding pronouns. You're under that pressure at work. You're under that pressure at school to use a person's preferred pronouns or to use a person's preferred gender identity. And it's considered respectful and it's considered kind and it's considered 
hospitable, to use their preferred pronouns and gender. And I think the question on many believers' minds is, do we give in to this? Should we do that? Or do we take a stand on this? Listen, using transgender pronouns is a sin against the ninth commandment. Using transgender pronouns is not speaking the truth to your neighbor. Not only that, using transgender pronouns sins against God's design in creation because God made them male and female. Transgender pronouns contradict God's creative order. Transgender pronouns dishonor God's image because man is made in God's image. And using those, the gender identity and the pronouns, that distorts God's image. If we submit to the culture and use transgender pronouns and are gender affirming, we are consenting to man's rebellion against God's design. We're legitimizing it. And we're saying, well, that's an acceptable option. It's not loving. It's not loving our neighbor to affirm their rebellion against God. It's bearing false witness. It violates the ninth commandment. Plus, going along with transgender pronouns and someone's gender identity, it undermines the gospel. Our words must be trustworthy. Otherwise, how will people believe us when we try to speak words of life to them and share the gospel, share Jesus Christ with them? It undermines the gospel to go along with it. It cheapens the blood of Christ. And here in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul is talking about the armor of God. And the reason he's talking about the armor of God is because we're in a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual war. If you don't know that, there is a spiritual battle going on. And he says here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that, here's why you put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand, underline that word stand, stand against the wiles of the devil. And then, Down in verse 13, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. He uses that word again, stand. And then in verse 14, he uses it another time. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And he goes on there to describe the armor of God, but he uses over and over, he tells us to stand, to stand, to stand, to stand. The word stand here, it is a military term, and it means hold your position, hold your ground. That is under attack. As the attack is coming in from the enemy, you hold your ground. You hold your position. He's not telling us to go take ground. He's not saying go into the enemy's camp and take back what he stole from you and take that territory. No, no. He's just saying when the attacks are coming in, you need to stand. You need to hold your ground. You need to not give up your position and give up the ground that Jesus Christ has given you. And when you or I give in to the gender identity in our culture or we use the preferred pronoun, we are giving up ground. In the spiritual battle for our culture, we're not standing our ground. We're not standing. We're giving up that ground. And we're allowing the culture, which is lost, to dictate to us what God declares in his word. To dictate to us these things. 
And we're giving up ground. In Jude chapter 1, verse 3, it exhorts us to contend earnestly for the faith. Contend earnestly for the faith. You know what contend means? It means fight. I'm not talking about physical violence. I'm talking about a spiritual fight. You have to fight. That's the command in Jude. What is hard for us, if you've been a Christian for five years, 10 years, 20 years or more, you've never had to fight before. We've never felt this kind of threat and this kind of pressure before. Now we've got to stand. Now we've got to take a stand. Now we have to earnestly contend for the faith that was delivered to us. And how do you fight a lie? With the truth. With the truth. The mortal enemy of the lie is the truth. That's how you fight the lie. You speak the truth. You speak the truth to your neighbor. You speak the truth to your coworker. You speak the truth to your classmate or to your family member. I love you, but what you're saying is not true. Here is the truth. You speak the truth to them. Don't allow the culture to pressure you into saying something you know is a lie to your neighbor or to your coworker or to your classmate about their gender or their identity. Don't go along to get along. Listen, please, and hear my heart in this. Don't go along because you fear losing your job. Fear God more than you fear man. Fear God more than you fear man. God says, do not bear false witness. God says, speak the truth to your neighbor. And what did Jesus say? The truth shall what? Set you free. The truth is what sets people free from their sin. The truth is what set us free. Someone spoke the truth to us about our sin. Now, why is all this so important? Why is the truth so important to God? Because God is true. It's the nature of God. He's true. His word is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. God is truth. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18 says, it's impossible for God to lie. God can't lie. Numbers 23 says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. He's not like us. He doesn't lie. He never says something that he has to later repent of or apologize for. 2 Timothy 2 says that God is always faithful and he cannot deny himself. There's no variation with him. There's no shadow of turning with God. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In John chapter 1, Jesus is described as being full of grace and what? Truth. Truth. And aren't you glad that Jesus is always true? And that he's full of truth. And that he doesn't lie. And he doesn't deceive. And that he's trustworthy. In Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. Jesus is called the faithful witness. He's a faithful witness. He's faithful to tell the truth. And we also should each be a faithful witness for him in this world. By always speaking the truth to people. And not bearing false witness to them. And Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this commandment and the ways that it challenges us. And the way I think that it directs us as we are living in this culture. And trying to navigate this culture and be witnesses for you. Lord, I pray that you would help us, Lord. And empower us by your spirit to be bold. To stand. To hold our ground. To contend for the faith. Lord, help us to always speak the truth to people in love, even if that's uncomfortable for them and for us. Lord, help us to not fear man and what man might do to us more than we fear you and your honor and your glory. 
and your truth. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Have you ever had a moment where you feel you don't belong? Everyone here at Ring of Truth in Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, doesn't want you to experience that, so we'd like to invite you to come check us out. The next time you're near our home base in Columbia, Maryland, make sure to stop in and say hi. We understand how important a community of believers is in this crazy life, and we want to be that for you. So why don't you take the first step and head on over to calvaryec.com for our Sunday service times and directions. Once you have the information you need, make plans to come join us as we grow together in the faith and knowledge of Jesus. Do you need prayer? We'd love to pray for you as well. We know that distance is a factor for some of our listeners, so if you can't be here in person, please pick up the phone and call us at 410-491-4592. Again, that's 410-491-4592. We look forward to hearing from you. Pastor Dan Sexton's verse-by-verse teaching of the Bible is straightforward and simple to understand. It's our hope that it not only has encouraged you, but has also challenged you to change those things that don't reflect the character of Christ. Our ultimate aim is to be more like Jesus, and sometimes that requires a little bit of heart surgery. It's not for the faint of heart, and God will use your life to touch others. So thank you for listening to Ring of Truth. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.